welcome to Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast where we highlight the strength of our city, the spirit of our people, and share your stories of compassion. Welcome back to Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast. I'm your host, Will Rucker, and I am so glad that you have joined us once again on this podcast where we seek to make the world a more compassionate place. Today's episode is no exception, and I have a very special guest that you are going to enjoy. Rico was born in Mexico and immigrated to the United States in 1992. He is an undocumented, documented community organizer and activist. He has engaged in local, statewide, and national platforms to advance advocacy and justice for homeless youth and immigrant communities. He serves as the director for Camp Anytown's Social Justice and Leadership Program, Through his decade of experience in youth development, he remains passionate about anti-racism work and amplifying youth voices. In addition, Rico serves as the Youth and Programs Organizer for Make the Road Nevada, a nonprofit organization that works with Latinx and working class communities of color through policy innovation and transformative education. Rico spends his spare time volunteering for interfaith and peace-building organizations like the United Religions Initiative, URI, where he serves on the URI North American Leadership Council and helps provide strategic direction and helps to implement various programming and other initiatives within the North American region. I am so excited to have him on the broadcast today, and I am so excited to have you listening So without further ado, let's get into it. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I am beyond thrilled to talk with you and share just what you're doing in the world in this time that is so uncertain, that is so stressful with a global pandemic. No one has ever lived through something like this. There's a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty, and people are really having to work a little extra hard to employ kindness. I think the work that you are doing is just going to be a light that gives people hope and some inspiration they can take with it. I've already done kind of your introduction so people know about you from my perspective, but I want them to hear from you. So tell me, who are you and how do you define compassion? Well, uh, well, well, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you for having me here and allowing me to not only share about myself, but allowing me to share my platform with um, all of the viewers that will be tuning into this video. Um, uh, for those uh, folks, my name is Rico. I'm the uh, executive director for Camp Anytown Las Vegas, and I'm also the youth and programs organizer for Make the Road Nevada. Uh, proud Nevada and been living here in Las Vegas uh, I'm happy to be a part of a community that raised me and happy to be a part of a community that is raising the next generation and paying it forward. And for me, that's exactly what compassion is, is paying it forward and treating not the other person and labeling them as the other, but instead labeling them as your brother. And that's how I see compassion. Oh my gosh, I love that. So not labeling people as the other, but labeling them as your brother. Yes. 
phenomenal. That actually rings a bell for me as another great spiritual principle that every single religion I know about follows. And that's the golden rule. And I know you guys have something going on with that. Tell me a little bit about it. Yes. So we just ended up launching our golden rule video. Uh, We've been working on this project for a couple of months now, and we were able to produce a content for International Golden Rule Day. And when you think about the golden rule, oftentimes many people um, have different definitions of it. But the one definition that a lot of young people and different faiths can say is that the golden rule is almost tied to every single piece of faith and religion, treat the other as you like to be treated, right? And that's the message that we wanted to be able to uh, put behind our youth generation is allow them to take the lead, take that baton and model for us what it means for them to treat others as they like to be treated and beyond that without any, any strings attached, right? Um, so our youth from our program were able to launch this amazing video that has garnered thousands of views on social media and they're paying it forward and essentially modeling to us as adults how they want to live the, uh, their world and they're shaping their community by doing that. That is amazing. So you have to send me the video. I will put it in with this podcast so everyone can see it there yes. as well. That's beyond fantastic. And you work with the youth. And that's, in, in my opinion, the, the audience that we have the most influence with. When you're, you know, my age, which we won't talk about numbers here, but you're a little bit more set in your ways. But with youth, they still have a thirst and a hunger and an adventure for life about them. So I think that that's a great opportunity. And now you were part of Camp Anytown before you were the director. So kind of give me the background on that. How did you even decide you wanted to go? And what was that experience like for you? Well, the, 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 the experience for me was, was one that relates back to being in the classroom with my teacher and her pulling me aside and telling me there's this program available and only a certain amount of youth get to go from each high school. And usually it's between no more than three youth high school students from each high school. And she looked at me and she said, I want you to be a part of this camp because I see a leader in you. And I almost baffled there, Will, because I told her, did you look at my GPA? Did you look at my uh, resume? I don't have any extracurricular activities attached to me. And she disregarded all of that and said, that does not define you. Your your resume and your your, uh, accolades do not define you as a leader. What defines you as a leader is how you're able to captivate a room and how you're able to lead people otherwise wouldn't have been approached either way. So that really was a big influential piece for me. I always refer it back to the moment of audacity, where a teacher had the audacity to look at me and say, I'm a leader, despite me, myself, not believing it. And from then on... Let's back up just a bit before we get through the story here. So leadership is a huge component of Camp Anytown. And the full name, is it actually Camp Anytown Leadership or Youth Leadership Development? Is that what the name is? Or Yeah, the full name is Camp Anytown Youth Leadership and Diversity Program. See, that's, that's what we need. I'm, I'm so excited. Keep going. 
Yeah. So um, as I mentioned, that that audacious move that my teacher made really is, is one of the the, the values that that um, keeps uh, Campaign Town so strong at this point is that we not only recruit students who have a high degree of leadership experience, we also recruit and we talk to teachers and we say, send me the students that are um, may not have, you know, a, a big educational accolade or big resume. Send me those students. Send me those students that are that are F students, D students. Send me the students that maybe have not had an opportunity to showcase their leadership skills, but are dying and thirsty, as you mentioned, to show them, uh, to showcase those skills. And so when we recruit these students, they all show up well on an equal playing field. No one's title is above the other. No one is uh, essentially above the other because of how many years of experience they have with leadership. They are all known as delegates, and that's how they begin our program. Mm. That's, I, I think that's fantastic. And if we tried kind of that more flat leadership perspective in a lot of organizations instead of the hierarchical version, I think the world would be a much kinder and actually more fruitful place. So I, I love that. Now, I want to kind of touch on something that may be a bit sensitive, but I think it's important for the listening audience to know your most recent camp after months and months of planning was canceled because of COVID-19, the novel coronavirus. How did that impact you personally? What was some of the the tools you used to cope? Because I know it wasn't just like, oh, okay, well, it's canceled. Let's just move on. You know, what did you do to make it through that very difficult moment? So imagine this, uh, Will, you know, I've, I've been a part of the Anytown program since I was 17 years old. Um, now it's 13 years later, and I haven't missed a camp in my lifetime until this very last one. And this one here particularly was hard for me to swallow because not only was, at the, was I at the helm of this camp, but I also had to break the news to 70 amazing students who were looking forward to this camp. And one of the things that I did was I, I, I allowed myself to grieve for a brief moment, but I also wanted to make sure that I wiped away my tears and I kept working. And, and, and as soon as, uh, as soon as uh, we got word that this for sure was not going to be able to happen, we began drawing up an online platform to unite these delegates in some shape or form. And this past week, I'm happy to say that we were able to do a digital connect of over 40 people who jumped on on a Zoom call and we discussed all things Anytown. So if, if for what it's worth, I know that there is people out there who are ready to take the lead, take the charge, regardless if we have a camp or not, because I was reminded that at the end of the day, Camp Anytown, and the word Anytown is not a place the people. Hmm. That's, uh, I mean, that, that, that's innovation. That is rolling with the punches. That is great. And I love that you said you took a moment to grieve. A lot of people refuse to even acknowledge that there's a grieving process. And they, especially leaders, tend to strive to always have a great face for the people and to, to be strong at all times. But it's, it's equally important that yeah. people know even leaders grieve and we have difficulties just like them. And that actually, to me, allows them to follow more closely and recognize the leader within themselves 
when they see that, oh, you know what, they're, they're, they're having a difficult time with this too. And then the action step. You say, we're not going to let this completely close us down. We're going to use technology. And technology, of course, is how we're meeting today. We can't do the face-to-face like I would love to, but we're able to still do this and have a conversation by Zoom. So shout out to, to Zoom. Maybe I should buy stock or something. I don't know. This is not a stock tip. So, <laughs> But it's, it's so great. It's such a wonderful tool. I'm so grateful that we have it around here. So what was your uh, Camp Anytown experience like? Uh, obviously, it, it stuck with you, but were there hard moments there or what did you really get out of it? Well, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, when my teacher referred me and we had, she had this audacious um, uh, moment, I had this audacious moment in my life. Um, when I ended up stepping foot off the bus and arriving at Camp Anytown, I was greeted by adults in my life that were accepting me as who I was. And they were accepting, accepting me just as I was. And that right there, it was one of the very first few times where my life where I didn't have to change my, the way I dressed, the way I looked, the way I spoke, because the way I was, was just right in that place. And throughout that entire time, I realized that as I was leaving camp, I was so sad because I was leaving something where a place where I was accepted, but I realized when I was coming down the mountain, that the, the, the point wasn't for me to experience camp for four or five days. It was for me to turn those four or five days and transfer that energy and that acceptance to my community. And so my, my experience at camp was, I call it life altering because I was able to come into contact and meet people that otherwise I wouldn't have ever had the opportunity to meet. I always remember back to my brother, uh, uh, one of one of my one of my brothers in my cabin who was Muslim, and he was the very first Muslim person I've ever met in my life. And of course, after nine eleven, I had these preconceived notions of what a Muslim person was. And as I met this young man, who later turned into my brother, and my my you know that's what we call each other after you know coming down the mountain. I realized that. All of these preconceived notions had been unfairly living in my head and have been unfairly taking over my mindset when, in fact, all I needed to do, Will, was just have a simple conversation with somebody who was different than me and understand them and celebrate them. And that's what my experience was. Wow. So your first experience with someone of the Muslim faith was at Camp Anytown. Yes, among many other identities. Yeah, I mean, that's, that to me is the power of that experience and seeing people that, as you mentioned, you would have never interacted with before. And then not just encountering them, but actually entering into real relationship with them and having a life, I love that, life-altering experience because it isn't about the few days that they're there. It's about what happens when they leave. If it stays there, it's kind of like Vegas, right? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, yeah. but we want the opposite thing. We want, we want what happens at Camp Anytown to literally change the world. So that's amazing. I want to move forward to where you are now and walk down the road, so to speak, to make the road Nevada. 
Tell me a bit about that and its partnership with Camp Anytown. Yeah, so right now my 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 role within Make the Road Nevada is um, serving as the organizer, the youth organizer for for that organization. And what we do simultaneously is uh, because I also work with Camp Anytown and youth from camp. What ends up happening once camp is over? is these youth have this fire, right? And they have this willingness to change their community. But oftentimes because of, uh, 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 because camp only happens twice per year, we're really limited in where we can help these youth or send these youth to. So that's where Make the Road Nevada comes in. And Make the Road Nevada helps these youth um, transition from, uh, you know, just youth who are curious and willing and, and, and wanting to change their community to change makers, leaders, activists, and advocates. And so we go through weekly programs right now where we're, uh, we plan on teaching young people how to really advocate for your community at a local level, state level, and federal level, how to learn how to build campaigns from scratch. And these are all, as I mentioned, Will, these are all young leaders who couple months before being approached by someone uh, like their teacher to attend camp have never had any experience with this. So that's what we pride ourselves in and being able to recruit students from who otherwise would have been at home or otherwise would have have not had the opportunity to do amazing programs like this. Um, So that's where Make the Road Nevada comes in and serves as a great valuable tool for these youth to get engaged further. I, I think that having compassionate youth engaged in this way is revolutionary and giving them those tools and skills that they need to actually be a voice is exactly what should be happening right now. And so for the listening audience, you are hearing what is happening in Nevada right now. These good things are still going on and the world will be a better place because of the work Rico is doing and others like him. So thank you so much for for all that you're doing. I'm continually impressed. I I see you from time to time when you can make it to like the meetings and all of that, but to to have the opportunity to to sit with you for another moment, um, it's really uplifting for me personally. So I just want to say thank you right now as well for that. Um, The last piece I want to touch on with you is your work with URI. So what is URI? Yeah, so many folks, uh, uh, oftentimes, I love when this conversation is posed because I get to have this conversation explained to them who, what URI is and what involvement we have, Camp Anytown and myself, has with URI. So URI is, uh, stands for the United Religions Initiative. It is the largest grassroots uh, networking organization in the entire world, uh, comp- uh, uh, compromise of uh, co- what we know as cooperation circles or organizations that are working towards peace building, interfaith work, social justice, environmental justice, among other things. And we all serve as a collective unit. We're broken up by regions uh, where we have, you know, your typical North America region, uh, you have your African region. And so I get to serve on the North America Leadership Board, and I get to provide strategic direction to this amazing region in which we live in and also partner with other youth organizations that are also doing similar work or 
youth organizations that might want to do work like we are doing. And so what we're doing in this space is that we're offering not only a helping hand, but we're also offering relationships between organizations, between youth, so that we're not working in silos, but we're a collective united front. And that's where you get the United Religions uh, Initiative uh, uh, URI, because at the end, it's URI. If that makes sense. <laughs> that is really creative. I <laughs> it took me a minute, but I got there. So <laughs> you are, I, I, and that's one of the things that I, I say all the time um, is we're really connected, and I think it's fascinating how all of your work just intersects around this idea of building community. That's really what you're doing. You're building a global community and helping people to understand that while we may have a different faith or a different skin tone or any of the things we can. Considered to be differences, you are I. Like that's that's amazing. So tell me about the the other side of that because it sounds like it could be a challenge to build these circles of of connection. What are some of the the points where compassion really has to be employed because of the differences? Well, when when we when we think about the the differences and and how we employ compassion, I have have gotten to understand that. What works for me here, what works for our program, such as Camp Anytown here, may not work in a different state, may not work, let's say, in a state on the East Coast. And so what this what you or I really does is it allows us to make connections with each other, find out where we are in sync with and find out where we can work together or improve on. Um, Oftentimes there is a, I would say uh, a challenge, right? When you, when you meet someone and they're different than you and um, what we've been taught during this process that, that I, I think intersects with compassion is that we've gone beyond the toleration and moved into the space of celebration. Wow. So Say that one more time. We've gone beyond the toleration and moved into the space of celebration. I no longer want to tolerate you. Well, I want to celebrate with you. I want to celebrate you. Right. So that's what we want to be able to implement at the end of the day when we make any connection, not just with you or I, but with individuals on a normal basis. I, I practiced that skill with my brother um, who I met in 2007 first Muslim person I've ever met in my life. And I understood we were different, but one of the most impactful moments I remember is when he sat next to me and we were breaking bread together, Will, and we were celebrating each other in that moment without even realizing it. Mm, that is beautiful. And I, just to kind of go back to Camp Anytown, my visit there was life altering for me as well. I was not a delegate, but coming in and having that meal and it was hard for me to concentrate. I had a couple of folks around me that I was interacting with, but I was listening to the conversations happening all across the, the dining hall and seeing how these vastly, what would seem to be different people were really truly celebrating each other and enjoying each other. And the, the physical interaction, as far as when you come, you get a hug, a real hug. I'm from the church world and you kind of do these little side hug things, <laughs> yeah. but you actually get a real hug that makes you feel seen as a person. And everyone 
operates with respect and integrity and holds each other accountable to those levels. So there's, there's magic in food. And I may be saying that because I'm hungry right now too, yeah. but it, it really is magic in, in sharing a meal with, with each other. So with that, I want to kind of see if there's a compassionate practice that you would encourage people to use this week. You've mentioned a couple things that you do personally mm-hmm. and that have helped you along the way, but is there anything in particular that you could maybe an action step people could start doing after hearing this, this podcast today. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to give you one tip that we practice not only within our meals, but also within our seating arrangements at Camp Anytown. We practice this value called rainbow. And what rainbow means to us is that when we go to camp, we not just sit or talk to the friends that we know or that come from our school. We want to be able to share our experiences with people we may not know people we don't know entirely. So what, I, what I'm trying to say that is um, I encourage and implore everyone to reach out to people they may not know that well. This is an opportunity to know them well. Reach out to people that are of a different ethnicity than you, of a different faith than you, and see how they are holding up right now during this process. And perhaps their faith is a big component for them being held up, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a different world when you get to live life with other people who are different than you. It's a much smaller world when you live life with people who all think the same, look the same, dress the same, and so forth. Your, your world can only be expanded if you practice rainbow every single day. That is... Perfect. <laughs> and Rainbow is so symbolic of so many different things, the faith community, the LGBTQIA plus community and your chakra spectrum. So, I mean, Rainbow is powerful. So let's do this together, guys. Let's uh, share our conversations with the hashtag Rainbow yes. and also hashtag Compassionate LV so that we know when you're interacting with people of that you don't know that are different than you. And we're really bridging these gaps and, and engaging in that practice. So that's fantastic. We may do that a couple of times. Yeah, so thank yes, you for sharing yes. that, Rico. Well, I appreciate you again for being on the podcast today. Can you let people know how they can connect with you, how they can find you on social media and the work that you're doing? Absolutely. So for anyone that's interested in learning more about Camp Anytown, we have an Instagram and a Facebook social media. Both you can find them at Camp Anytown Las Vegas. Um, and uh, if you're interested in just reading more about the program, some of the things we've been doing, feel free to go to www.campanytownlasvegas.org and you'll be able to find out some cool information about what we do and what we've, we've been doing. Also, uh, feel free to catch me on, on, on Instagram at Rico Ocampo underscore, or you can catch me on Facebook. Uh, just type in Rico Ocampo and I'll pop up in there. I'm more than happy to connect with folks uh, off, you know, on social media and share not only some of the things that we've been doing, but folks who are curious and want to engage or maybe they have a young person that they want to refer to, send them over my way. I'm more than happy to take care of them. Thank you so much. We close every show with just a summary of how you are embodying compassion in the world. You've given us so much to think about, so much to be inspired by. But in summary, in one or two sentences, how would you say that you are 
embodying compassion in the world and in particular here in Las Vegas? I, I, I always referred back to this sentence when I think about that. Um, the way that I embody compassion is that I, I value the inviolable sanctity of every human being. I value the sanctity of every human being. Those words are just ingrained in my mind. And for me, that's the way that I embody compassion. Awesome. We'll leave it there. All right. Thank you for listening to Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast. This episode is made possible by the Jameson Foundation in partnership with the Moonridge Group. There are so many amazing things happening and so many people have inspirational stories to share. So if you are one of those people, this is your platform. Email me at will at winningwithwill.com. Use the subject line Compassionate LV or Compassionate Las Vegas and let me know your story. I'd love to have you on the show or to feature your story in a future episode. Be sure to subscribe, and if you haven't already, leave a five-star review. Your review and rating helps others to find this podcast and helps to further the mission to make the world a more compassionate place. I also want you to share your compassion practices. Today, Rico shared the importance of getting to know people who are different, hashtag rainbow. Recognizing there are no others, but only brothers will help us to make the world a more compassionate place. We want to share what you are doing too. So we would love for you to include your compassionate practice tip with your five-star review. Love and compassion aren't luxuries, they are necessities. Live the golden rule and treat others the way you would want to be treated. Together, we can make a difference. Together, we will make the world a more compassionate place. Know that you are not just a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. Be well, my friends, and we will meet again on the next episode of Compassionate Las Vegas.